Happy Monday, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in again to Conversations with Friends. This is Lenita. Shoot, what is today? I really don't know. Let's see. I think I might have a calendar here. Today is January 28th, 2019. Uh, this has been the hypest start to a new year and a new month ever. <laughs> um, just to give my family, my, my Conversations with Friends family, a little heads up. I'm very tired today. Um, we had a really long weekend and I did a, a long drive yesterday. So honestly, guys, I'm going to be trying my best to keep my words clear. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Be patient with me today. I feel a little bit dreary, a little bit woozy. Um, but we're back in the desert and took a quick trip out to California, connected with Closer to the energy of the friend that's on the show today, but I didn't actually get to meet you. And I'm kind of sad that we didn't actually connect yesterday, friend. Um, but um, Hevelyn Neely is on the show with me today. Hevelyn, are you there? I am here and happy to be here. I said Hevelyn Neely is on the show today at 1 minute and 11 seconds into recording. <laughs> Boom. Beautiful. 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 Boom. Standing side by side, um, Hevelyn is a sister, a plant friend, a family member. Um, it's a beautiful soul that I've connected to through the internet. We connected over a year ago or two years. I don't even really know how long ago we connected, but um, it's been a while. And the last, the last year, the last maybe I don't know since summertime, Hevelyn and I have really been digging into our Piscean bond and our sistrin, our sisterhood, and have been really developing a beautiful bond and relationship. And I'm so thankful that I have you in my life, Hevelyn, now, and um, that you're here on the show today. So welcome. I'm excited to uh, to share this space with you. And you're you know you kind of know me, so you're going to be able to help my brain stay on track, right? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm here. I got your back. I'm really, really excited about this. So um, I'm sure my energy can kind of fill in where you might be um, uh, ready to share it, <laughs> share, the, <laughs> share the space. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, yes. I knew I was going to be traveling this weekend. My grandmother in San Diego back home is dealing with some health complications. And so I did know I was going to, I planned on traveling this weekend. So um, I was, was actually planning on doing a bonus episode or skipping this week's episode, though. Um, the last week has been so inspired and so, man, just an amazing week. Real, gosh, all of 2019 so far and, and life, we can keep going back. But the, the last week has been really powerful and new, new developments, new developments in the paths. So I gave Hevelin a phone call. Um, actually just yesterday and going to California and I had a question for my friend and, uh, the conversation came to, Hey, let's just go ahead and get this recorded and turn this into a conversation with friends because what we're going to share and what Hevelyn's going to share and talk about today is some valuable knowledge that I know people within our sphere, uh, community workers, healers, mamas, um, teachers, uh, providers that we're looking for answers and solutions and ways that we can enrich our communities. And that's the kind of things that Helen and I talk about often. So um, she's going to be back on the show, hopefully a few times this year. She's going to come back on the show in March, and we're going to do a more detailed conversation with Helen, talk about who she is, where she's from, and where she's going. But today, um, I think I'm just going to go ahead and start with asking the question that I asked you yesterday, Helen, and then we'll just have that conversation. All right, let's go for it. Cool. So, um, so last week, Hevelyn is aware of this, and to the audience as well, any of you who listened, tuned into our conversations with friends last Monday, Keelan Blackwell was on the show, and uh, we were talking about his project, Eco House, in Chicago. And Eco House is a self-sustaining, like a demonstration site that teaches self-sustaining living and lifestyle practices to the youth of the community in Inglewood, Chicago. Um, we're working towards, uh, I don't want to say necessarily duplicating, but working with Eco House to bring these types of solutions to the desert. And um, Hevelyn, as soon as I was talking to Keelan about this, Hevelyn came to my mind because Hevelyn has created and has been working with the youth in Southern California 
through her organization, Greener Stems, and through a few other nonprofit organizations in town. You can give us more details on that. Um, with connecting children in many different ways to the earth and to plants and to healing and connecting and seeing, uh, just in tuning into the earth and into plants. So as I'm beginning to plan for early childhood or early, um, uh, what do I want to say, uh, gatherings of children for this, this group that we're going to be putting together, I'm trying to not say too much, but step by step, um, as I'm putting together plans for uh, meeting with children in the community and helping them connect with plants, I thought of my friend Evelyn because she is in tune with the uh, with the STEM project. So that was my question: is I'm interested in what STEM is? S T E M. My children are homeschooled, so I'm not really in the school world. And I was introduced to STEM just about a year ago really didn't know anything about the program. So I called Hevelin and asked her, what is STEM? And can you explain to me what STEM is and how it looks? And is this something that I want to include in on my um, my youth organizations, my youth gatherings? So that was the question, and it's detailed and it's long, but I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Hevelin and see. Hevelin, what can you tell us about STEM and greener STEMs and how you're using that in SoCal and how I can adopt it into my program? Well, STEM. Um, so STEM, the the way it's kind of been packaged is um, like uh, like you've already uh, kind of put it together for us. S T E M. So we're looking at science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, and it's, it's it's really just kind of packaged all together. Um, and these aren't these aren't new studies, but it's um, kind of taking the sciences. Um, and, um, like I said, packaging it really so that it's, uh, it's uniformly at, uh, at least acknowledged, um, so that we can bring it to the forecast. Um, we're finding a whole lot of, um, dilemmas within our environment, right? And, uh, we're trying to make sure that, um, that our generations that are coming up before or coming up after us, and coming up now are being exposed to the sciences and are really creating things um, that are new. Uh, we know that um, uh, things are really advancing, right, um, and a, a, a faster way uh, generation by generation. And so I think that's that's where this is really coming from is, is just the packaging and across the board in terms of education. A lot of money is being put into it um, because we're looking for uh, innovation. We're looking for new things to come out of the, the generations coming up. And uh, we're really trying to keep, as educators, um, I think that's what I say, we, um, those who are, you know, concerned about what the next generation is going to create for us. Um, we want to make sure that everybody is kind of on board. So STEM, it, it's just really a package um, to put in emphasis the sciences, technologies, engineering, and math. And a lot of times you'll even hear STEAM, and that's throwing the A in there for art. Mm, um, nice. Because art, yeah, art is where we express all of these things um, in terms of science uh, being our our observations, right, and then technology being us um, um, manipulating phenomena for, to, for tools' sake, um, uh, engineering being, you know, using those tools to actually create systems, and math being uh, the observation of those patterns that we see uh, within reality and um, recognizing them and using them within our sciences, within our observations. So that's really STEM in, in, a, in, a, in a package deal, but uh, dissected, um, kind of dissected a little bit so that we can take the different forms of sciences and the different forms of building this reality and um, kind of hone in on them. So that, that's the package of STEM yeah. uh, to answer that STEM question. Uh, and I can go on and on and on, right? This is my thing, right? So, like, even when, uh, now, with the way that I would package it, the way that I, that I practice, um, STEM, because there is a lot of different ways, let me just kind of back up here. Um, there, 
like I said, it's it's being really promoted in um, within education across the nation, um, but in a lot of different ways, right? So you know, technology and um, let's say agriculture, for example, uh, we've got the life sciences, and then uh, we've got what people like to call the hard sciences. Um, it's not really something I adopt, but uh, the in terms of those terms, but they're 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 separated, um, and a lot of people will kind of just take you know this is the science and this is my science and this is where we're we're at with this package. Uh, there are a number of um, STEM programs that I know that will really just kind of deal with the technology aspect of it. Um, so there are different ways, and, and with that, they'll be building robots, um, for example. Um, um, so you yeah, robotics, things like that, there, or even computer systems. So, you know, there, science kind of goes a whole lot of different routes. And I think it's one thing where a lot of people kind of get a little, uh, and children especially, um, when I'm speaking to them, they may find themselves a little intimidated when they hear the word science. Um, so one of the first things that I would want to do is introduce science is we're just observing. Um, and that's really all science is we're just making observations. We are going to watch. We're going to um, look, listen, um, feel, touch, smell. Um, we're going to experience. And... Um, that's really what science is. And, you know, we, we can go down from, you know, being a student and just observing to uh, being, um, I'd say, uh, like a, a professor where, you know, now we're, we're going to actually share what it is that we've observed. Um, but um, me personally, I, I figure, like, we become a scientist when we are now making it relevant um, to our world. And we're, we're making relations back. So this is where I would come in where I, I say, well, this is greener stuff. So with my effort, um, it's to, uh, take these sciences and, um, use them in sustainable ways. So greener is, you know, I would define it as, you know, uh, creating more life. Um, it's something sustainable, it's something that's supportive. Um, to the overall system that we live in, and um, since, hence we have a reason for these sciences, this technology, this engineering, this math, this art, um, but to be greener is to find solutions um, in these different fields. That's kind of the, the way that I approach greener. That's how, that's how I approach STEM, is in a greener STEM um, trying to trying to take those different um, facets of science and using them for the purpose of solution finding solutions. Well, um, so since I kind of like already introduced it, would you back up a little bit and talk to us a little bit about what what specifically greener stems is that you're working with and how you work with the youth with that? Um, because I I kind of just glossed over that you work with youth in your town. Um, but you've been hosting and working with folks for, or with youth for a while now and connecting them with this. So let's, let's hear a little bit about what Greener Stems actually does out there and just how you've been building that with the youth, um, how it actually looks. Well, the way it looks is the kids creating. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really that. That's really kind of uh, how we go about it. Mm-hmm. I, I removed the classroom um, uh, feel as much as I possibly can. A lot of the times, it's not really introduced as a lesson, even. Mm-hmm. Um, we are more so having experiences. We're having fun. Um, we are playing with the things that are right here in our environment, and we're taking note of what's happening. So the idea is that we are using creative, youthful minds um, in exercising and practicing these STEM activities, um, but the idea is that they're they're going to create a new world. So um, they're doing that with their experience. So um, the first thing that we would do is um, observe a system, right? And then uh, we find some way to relate to that system. And usually our systems are within our environment um, that we would first be looking at. Uh, but then we find a way to relate to that system, and let's just say it would be a plant. 
um, we observe this plant, which is an organism, it's a life system, and now let's relate to this plant. Um, what do the leaves do? Okay, they perform the work as far as, you know, taking in the energy and turning it into protein. Um, and then, you know, it goes into the torso of the, you know, let's see, the, the trunk or the stem of the plant. And then uh, what do the roots do? Um in terms of uh, pulling in nutrition, and uh, we can look at different areas within the body that uh, we can even consider roots, um, like, for example, what we find the lining in the gut. Um, so it, it, is, it, 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 it can get as, as advanced as the, as, the, as the mind will allow it to go, depending on the, uh, you know, the age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some sometimes we um, how do I say this? We don't. I'm not looking for a particular um, they don't come out saying uh, this is what we're supposed to learn. We, we don't. I, I don't give them a. This is what you're supposed to learn. A particular result. Um, Oh, right. There's no objective of their learning um, because learning happens in different ways for different ages, for different people, right? We're all created different. We all learn and process a little bit differently. The The objective is not to teach them a hard science. It's to give them ex- an experience and allow them to relate it back to themselves. Mm-hmm. So first we would, like I said, observe a system. Um, then we're going to make some relation back to ourselves. And then we're going to um, determine if there is anything in sync or out of sync. Um if we were to compare our energy system with this energy system, um, the behaviors of, of the systems. Um, and if there is something that we see that may be out of sync, how to make some solution. Um, so that's where I say it's really just solution-based. And, and even from there, when there are solutions that seem a little bit too... Um, it seem a little bit too large for us to tackle, then at that point we're even going into our imagination um, where we're creating together like a think tank um, and finding ourselves in the solution and then even creating some type of artwork that might see ourselves in that solution and... Um, start moving toward that solution. Uh, the idea is that nothing is too surmountable if you see something that you that you want to change. Um, but really having these experiences within nature, um, having these experiences with other life forms as our guide in alignment um, is 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 the approach that greener stems would have. So there will be activities, for example, like, um, I think, uh, you may have an activity, something along the lines of, um, trying to think, uh, making soap, right? So if we're going to make soap, um, the, we're going to be combining oil and water. Um, we're going to be combining two different entities that normally wouldn't combine. Um, but we're going to do so with a process. That process would be heat. That process would be um, adding a component called lye, which is you know, uh, something that is derived from ash. Right, so we're taking something that's very basic, something that's very um, <laughs> primordial, like ashes to ashes, dust to dust, mm-hmm. and then we're taking two other entities that would normally not combine. Uh, we, we change the conditions, which is the heat. We add a little heat to it, and now we've got a solidified new product that will literally wipe the slate clean. We, we can combine oil and water when we change the circumstances. 
Um, so these are things that um, we will actually talk about. Um, I kind of guide them through the conversations as we're making these, you know, these experiments, we're doing these experiments. Um, another activity, very, very simple, right, is just connecting plants with food. Um, that's usually kind of one of the first things that we'll do is connect plants with food. So, uh, well, I might bring out a whole bunch of food and um, we'll talk about those plant parts. And when I say food, I'm talking about vegetation. Um, uh, so they'll experience seeds and stems and leaves and flowers and, um, you know, but these things are plant parts. These are plant body parts. You know, and um, we we relate to those body parts um, and what they are typically used, you know, for the plant for. Um, and then we give thanks for those body parts, and then even make the recognition that this was once life, and that's what that's what we're now ingesting. So I, mean, I feel like I'm really, really taking this this this, uh, this answer to your question really far here in terms of, uh, I don't know if I'm going too far with it. No, that's but... the whole point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> far. Um, so it sounds like what I'm feeling, what I'm really hearing here is that um, you are encouraging and providing the space, the opportunity, the love, the support for the youth to be the scientist, to actually walk the steps of the scientist um, versus reading about it or um, taking even someone else's observations as truth. Um, even just as you were breaking down the talking of the of the soap, like I just love your brain in general, but I love the Pisces way of breaking down the most basic concepts. Like soap is such a basic thing to people, and yet there's this extremely deep, multi-layered, you know, like expression of soap, which, you know, just how you just so beautifully... Um, shared with us is this the these three elements being able to come together and create something that washes the slate clean like uh, that was really dope and I, I just want to honor your your Piscean your brain not just you know you know what I mean by Piscean but just that energy of somebody being able to take things that most people see as so simple and find the the deep the deep truths in there um, which is really what a scientist is right like that's that's being the scientist is looking at something as simple as a leaf and recognizing that this extremely deep process, these deep processes are happening in order for this leaf to be. So it sounds like what you're doing is just providing the space for the children to do that and be that um, and have it be solutions based through nature. That's, that's what greener stems is sounding like to me. That's exactly what it is. Um, it's, 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 like I said, uh, becoming scientists. Um, not just a student, not just a teacher who's going to repeat what it is that, that they, that the student studied, um, not just a professor just kind of spitting out stuff, but making it relevant, making it relevant to their own selves first, uh, which is why I don't place an objective on it. So mm-hmm. making it relevant to them, their own selves first, and then being able to make that relevance relatable to the rest of the world and their own experience and mm-hmm. um, even using that imaginative time to um, to recreate um, to rethink something that, that they hadn't considered before um, one of my favorite things to talk about is water displacement for example um because uh, that's um, it's so interesting how you know water and you know um, uh, in a in a bottle if you were to shake it up you know water and air you know if you were to move it around like they're they're going to move around um, with each other um, and even just talking about like uh, when you put a boat in the water we we made boats. And we'll put the gold in the water, and when we put uh, water inside of the boat, uh, the the boat is going to to sink, right? It's gonna it's gonna go down. Um, but when you put uh, so that's water on top, and so you now instead of having air inside of the inside of the boat, you now have water inside of the boat. Um, but if we were to take air and and put it underneath the boat, let's say like a submarine. 
um, then we're going to um, be able to displace that and, and create a, a position, I'm sorry, displace the water that would be underneath the boat mm-hmm. with now air, and now we are creating a situation where we can float. Yeah. Um, being able to manipulate that, you know, and you know, now we're talking technology here, right? So we're taking the elements and we're ni- manipulating the elements, putting them where we see fit um, to create a new tool. And now we're going to engineer a submarine by um, by putting uh, either more air or or more water in the tube underneath. It's 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 just it's 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 really enlightening for me. To see how they function um, and how they come up with these things, because they're the they're the new lights in, on the planet, right? Um, these spirits that are here now are are um, reflections that we've never seen before. So, greener stems is really the opportunity for, like you said, for them to become the scientists and to teach us. To teach us what it is that they see, yeah. um, so we can we 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 we're, we're we're putting them the idea is to put them in the, the environment to experience what we have experienced, but at the same time giving them the space and the and the room um, to have a new experience and express that to us, share that with us what it is that they're seeing because um, what we've seen so far and what we have created on this planet so far is not sufficient. Um, so we're, 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 we're giving them the opportunity to see that. We're sharing that with them, that this is their Earth, too, and even introducing problems. I, I really am interested in creating a real think tank space. That's what uh, is coming up with the Greener Stems demonstration space, um, the, observ- the uh, demonstration site. We're going to be having meetings to really have a have a think tank. Um, I mean, we've talked about even pooping in our water, right? So um, providing, um, providing information on what our current dilemmas are and allowing the youth to sit and imagine what it is that they would do yeah. to fix it. Um, and listening, and listening, and um, tweaking it here and there, maybe even doing some experiments um, to see what may or may not. <laughs> I love a poop in the water <laughs> experiment. I was just like, well, shoot, how am I going to do that with him? We well, you do? know, but we can't. We're going to do that though, too. That's enough. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know, it may not be for our minds. To, to put this together, right? Yeah. It, it may not be for our minds to put this together, and that's the whole point, is to allow them at least the opportunity to start thinking about these things now. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's, um, that's what this is all about. So, Evelyn, it kind of sounds like to me that this is almost like this, uh, a really beautiful balance of, you know, um, Hard, I don't want to say hardcore, but serious public education and so one side of the spectrum and then all the way over to the other side of the spectrum that, you know, me and my family are in, which is unschooling. Um, what I'm feeling like from Greener Stems, and I think that's really why I wanted, why you came to my mind to reach out to, be, well, many reasons, obviously, but I was like, I really want to know what Hevelyn has to say about this because there's a really large spectrum of people that are from public, you know, uh, public education all the way down to unschooling. And um, I feel like what you're saying here is bridging, is a really beautiful bridge, which is another Piscean trait to bridge. Uh, it feels like a really beautiful bridge that you're helping create in between those two systems. Because as, an, as a mother of three unschooled children, I feel like, well, this is pretty much what I do with them. I just don't attach it to um, to specific names or you know, to that public education type of an acronym like STEAM or STEM, which I love STEAM. I love the the art added in there. Um, So it feels like greener stems is this, actually they're greener stems. You're creating more natural stems, more natural bridges in between the very wide range of education of youth in our country. Um. Wow, I mean, yeah, I can actually totally see that now. And which is beautiful, too, because that's the reason why we initially took our relationship to become more personal um, was through unschooling. That was our original 
um, well, I wouldn't say original, but that was the thing that sparked us to begin to interact more personally. Um, so that really makes sense. That's the full, not, you know, one circle coming around. Right, exactly. Yeah, because um, yeah, uh, the, the whole point of this is that, again, like, that they are co-participants. They are, the co- they are teachers in this with us. They are teaching us just like we're teaching them. And, um, and it's sustainable. And it's sustainable because of that. Um, I, I think just that alone, giving them the room to have integrity with their learning. Um, mm. They have the option. I, I don't even force participation. Like it's just, you know, even if you just want to watch, just want to watch, that's cool. You just want to watch. Sometimes we're playing with worms and sometimes kids don't want to touch the worms. Yeah. <laughs> Norm, normally they want to try. Like, let me at least hold one. And, you know, even that is, you know, um, can be paradigm, a paradigm shift. Um, just the yeah. fact that a worm, oh, a worm is alive, like a worm. Um, is sensitive, you know, to the to the sun because I'm very, you know, I'm very protective over my worms. Um, so I make sure that they're aware that that they're alive, or that a plant is alive. Um, that's really like almost jaw dropping for um, a lot of a lot of kids when they see me talk to the plants. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like, whoa, you know, and I'll even, you know, I, I love to, to show them how I kiss the plant. Have I ever told you how I kiss the plant? I kiss uh, the plant. No, I kiss my plant too, though, so <laughs> yes, that makes I, sense. I kiss, yes, yes, I kiss the plants, but I kiss the plant with my breath. Mm. I breathe on them because, you know, they are going to breathe in my carbon dioxide and I'm going to breathe in their oxygen. Mm. So, you know, I'll go up to them and I'll... <laughs> And that's, I'll just kiss the plants mm. and, you know, give them my love. And, you know, so you, you have the kids actually, oh, okay, we're going to kiss the plants. You know, so it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's just making those connections. You know, sometimes it, it, it's just that simple. It's yeah. just that simple. Like, oh, so it's breathing. Yes. Yes, it's breathing. And it mm. drinks. And it feels and it hears because your voice makes a vibration and these petals are more sensitive than the, than the, than the giant, um, giant skin cells that you have. Their cells are even smaller. So they're, you know, they're more sensitive. It makes sense. And they, oh, that makes sense. You know, it's just, it's really, um, it's interesting to just talk to the kids. They're open. And um, to even hear some of the things that, that they say themselves once they put themselves in their imagination and they become um, who their mind's eye is from the inside out. Mm. Yeah, that's, wow. I, you know, in my heart, I was like, I think we're going to find our way to a rainbow conversation. But you just brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you just did it for me. Because that's what I was going to do as my bonus episode today. I was going to have this conversation about the rainbow that I've been feeling. So I'm not going to go into it deep, but thank you. I want to hear. I want to hear. Um, well, just, just, just like you said, it's to bring in that, to bring that, that person within or that being or that whatever, that essence, whatever you want to call it. I'm really been using the words frequencies a lot. And even as we're having this conversation, it's like the frequencies of this conversation, and we didn't get into this yesterday. We decided not to speak on this. And we've, I've talked to you about greener stems, but um, I've never specifically – actually, I did ask you what is greener stems, and we had a conversation. But that was a long time ago, and I'm sure it was really late at night, so I don't remember all the answers. Um, <laughs> so we were in dream – or talking about stars and stuff. So um, – but just the vibrations of this conversation, like when you said stem – um, stem is one thing to me and greener stems. And I really feel greener stems. But then when you added in the A and you said steam, just the word mm-hmm. steam for me vibrationally is extremely powerful because of the fire water aspect. And my mm-hmm. daughter was born on Hawaii and I just feel like fire and water come together to create new earth. So it's like, it's just so beautiful how frequency is so real. Um, and how, we are specifically tuned to certain frequency and those are the frequencies that we are tuned to. 
And so like a rainbow, and, I, and I'm going to come back um, on the on the show and really give a, a deeper breakdown of this because this has really been just bubbling within my mind. But um, And we've even talked about it on the show before, but every color of the rainbow, like is that color and red is made from particular frequencies, right? Like per science, they say that the color red is this frequency, this wavelength, this, this size of wavelengths that come together to express themselves as red. And red obviously is a very wide range. There's so many variations of what red is, but there are a certain group of wavelengths that create those expressions and those expressions alone. And the expression, the, the wavelengths of yellow will never create red, right? Like they're always going to look yellow and within those hues. And so I'm really finding this correlation between the rainbow, like as above, so below, this rainbow above us guiding us through all of what we really are here to do. And not, not in terms of our individual creation, like we're here to create whatever it is that our frequency does. So I guess it is also, it's also within that. But um, just like the way in which ecosystems and the way in which beings interact, um, the rainbow provides us this blueprint and this footprint. Because if I'm red and you're orange and Michael G is blue, um, I know that you and I are going to function within a way because I'm red. I'm my wavelength, your orange or your wavelength, whatever range of that orange that you express. Um, me and you are going to have a real easy interaction because red leads into orange and orange leads into red. Though I might have a more challenging interaction or I might have to be much more aware and really um, push myself to ha- interact with what I call him, Mikey G. Mikey G. I don't remember his name now. Blue. Um, you know, because his because he actually leads into purple, and I might be able to rec- interact with his purple beans or his purple energy in between us, but it's going to take more for me to interact with that blue. So, um, anyways, you just just what you said just bubbled that in my mind. We it really is our 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 birth right and our birth path to. Um, tune into and learn how to decipher our own wavelengths so that we can, which would be that inner eye, I would, you know, for me, it's, it's this inner vibrational frequency that we are only, that's only us. It's our birthright to decipher that and then learn how to, not even learn, to just be that fully and wholly. Um, Where we're given the space to. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, um, I'm all the way in there with you. Um, even with the steam, right? Uh, you know, I, I make notes and just kind of like seeing how things pop up on my notebook and just seeing how if you were to spell out steam, the A comes between the E and the M and the E being engineering, right? So engineering is just, um, like actually things coming together to create something new like a new system and then math being the patterns so mm-hmm. if we take the patterns of the different frequencies and um the creation portion which is the engineering and we create something new that's art Boom. like that's the art that's what's right there and, and we each are a, a piece of art we're each a flash or a um as you you know as you stated we're each a piece of the rainbow yeah. Um, there are so many different variations of the rainbow. I think we've talked about this a little bit um, in terms of there being colors in the rainbow that um, some see and others do not, um, simply because they were made aware that it was there, or there was a, a label. Um, you know, there 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 are there are other colors that um, are recognized in different places of the world um, just by awareness but uh, and you know I don't have um, I don't I'm trying to not get too you know too spacey with this um, but we we can we can perceive according to our awareness and um, we know that, uh, you know, or at least I know, let me speak for myself, that at this particular age, I've been, you know, I've been 
made aware of particular things and my brain has programmed itself to see what I have been aware of. Um, there have been times where I'll walk right by something and gloss right over it, you know, I, I didn't even see it. And then somebody say, oh, you didn't see that? You know, oh, well, you know, now that I see it, I'm aware, I'm aware of it, now I see it, but I didn't see it before. Um, so these things actually, you know, they, they, they happen in our brain um, in terms of what we can see. And um, my experience with these kids is that they see things we don't see. Mm. And simply because we are not acknowledging it, um, that alone, and we're not giving them the, uh, the, the trust that what it is that they see is true. Just because we don't see it, you know, we, we may not see it, but what they, what they see is something different. Um, they, they're coming into this, this universe at a different time, at a different frequency, where different light is being shined on the planet, and, um, they are in tune. Uh, I remember I went to a conference once and they were talking, uh, they had a whole seminar about, um, let's see, let me get this term right. It was, um, uh, tech, uh, tech, technology intuitive, where even the babies, like it's almost like they're coming out of the womb knowing how to use a smartphone, you know, like it doesn't, like they're intuitive, like it's like they, uh, it's already being processed within them while they're in the, in the womb, their brains are, are fashioning themselves over the, over the connective interactions that are already happening within our brains and you know you could say that you know this is uh, something that is happening because of biology or you could say it's even frequency that the frequency the awareness of the planet into these particular practices is um transmitting itself through the womb i mean that's pretty deep um that there's an intuition that is um that is coming with a, a particular knowing and um I think what what it is that my basis and my focus would be on with with the kids now is to make sure that they because they're gonna get that that that's here you know if anything I'm looking for them to show me like show me that <laughs> show me what you don't see um, but at the same time making sure that they also have the memory of what comes from the earth because that's what keeps us grounded in um in that's what keeps us in alignment because I, I don't want to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to ground a child to be honest. I mean, we, we want them grounded in terms of, uh, I would want them grounded in terms of um, experience, knowing, knowing the source because we are made from ashes. And so it's, it's, it's something necessary to be familiar with. Um, but allowing them to still expand in what their new knowing is. Um, and that comes with that, that individuality that you were talking about, um, being that individual shine and that individual color. Yeah, I was going to say even the Aquarius age itself, I mean, is even a part of that conversation you're having because depending on that perspective, some people, you know, uh, recognize that we are shifting into some new age of human time and the Aquarian is all about mind and mentality and that the way that the wind moves and high level, you know, um, intelligence and so the entire all of humanity for some the perspective is that all of humanity is shifting into this and so for our babies to be being born with technological intuitiveness it would it's required right like if if that's the actual perspective that we are entering into a more advanced technologically advanced time then those would be the humans that would be called or you know not necessarily humans but those those energies those frequencies would represent as that which also brings me back to that that inner third eye that you mentioned because it seems like, you know, with my children, what I really told myself from ve- when they were very young was that I'm raising adults. You know, I never wanted to forget that because I can remember for myself childhood just being such a short stint of my life. For me, I didn't want to be a child past, you know, 10. I wanted to be a grown-up after that. And so although I really encourage my children to stay children, I know that within them, especially my daughter, is going to have this desire to grow up. And so I've always thought about them like that. And so when I recognize 
what I'm doing is like layering in, I'm like, I'm creating these, helping them co-creating these layers of themselves because it seems like that inner, that inner third eye that you're mentioning is that inner child. It's, it's that truth of you when you're able to experience life from that child's eye, right? Like that's what that is, is that child's eye. Um, and then we're layered on top of that with all these, our experiences, et cetera. And it seems, I mean, it doesn't seem like this is what all the sages come to. It's that when you're in vibrational frequency and attunement with yourself, you've returned to that child self. Um, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. The child self and the, what I would call the God self. Mm. Um, the, it, it's what is, um, always been there mm-hmm. and doesn't change, um, because our even our personality changes according to our program. So, um, but but it's like hearing the if if one would want to subscribe to the word, hearing the God in you, hearing the source, uh, and um, yeah, that 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 beam of light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, and um, so that brings me back to the art thing, right? Like, so um, that that's the um that that whole art i feel like that is where creation uh you know where where we we really bring that self that um that that individual light into reality um and so by practicing whatever art that might be uh, whatever creation that that child has um bringing it into reality in a visual way um, through their imagination, it's like, um, painting the can, where, you know, life is the canvas. Mm. Life, life is the canvas. So, um, using the imagination to distinguish their own individuality. Um, what is it that they can create with their own mind? What would they want to create with their, with their mm. mind? Um, and just listening to a child, a lot of times they'll go into um, imagination and, and, and that's really the overall objective, right? When we start thinking these things out, I, I'm not looking for them to come up with the same solutions that we've, that we've already coming up, been coming up with. So while we're just talking about the kind of world that it is we would want to see, um, sometimes they'll start talking in past tense. You know, like, well, this is what we did, and this is what we did, and, you know, they'll even include me in there. And these are things that I have no recollection of doing, but <laughs> somewhere in their consciousness. <laughs> right, somewhere in their you consciousness. You know you was there, but we knew. <laughs> <laughs> and all of these things happened, you know, but um, in my opinion, these things, this is healthy. Yeah. This is, you know, we, we want them to practice the success of um, of creating something something new, and um, I, I've done some studies in terms of even like play therapy, where they you know that's actually used to um, identify um, challenges that a child might be going through psychologically, is by just playing with them and listening to them play and listening to them come up with scenarios. Um, and doing so without interrupting. Um, there have been times where we would, uh, put just a bunch of stuff in front of the kids and give them the opportunity to just create a city and a scenario, you know, just create something and, you know, have a scenario that comes with it. We're going to come around and hear your story. And, um, the things that, um, these kids process in their minds voluntarily, um, might surprise a lot of people in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, wars and natural disasters that come in and plow a town down and, you know, murderers running the streets and, you know, needing protection. Um, and this is play, right? This isn't, this is yeah. just a thing, you know, hey, come up with something. And this is what they come up with. Um, not all the times, but, you know, these are these are things um, that we can pay attention to. So I'm just kind of like putting that out there in terms of like that whole uh, imagination thing, you know, um, and using play, using the imagination, allowing 
their creative abilities to flow through them so that they can process uh, whatever is going on and even create new worlds for themselves um, with your guidance mm-hmm. um, when you're willing to play with them and imagine with them and participate right alongside them in, in imagination. Gusty, too. Hey, Havlin, have, were, have you, were all of those students, were all of those children students? Were they all enrolled in school? Um, I can't say all of them. Um, the majority of my work is done with um, after school programs or homeschoolers. So even in after school programs, um, for example, I've worked with uh, kids where we weren't necessarily in the um, school setting or even in a club setting, but right there in the residence area, right? So where, like, there might be a community uh, space right in the center of an apartment complex, and that's where the kids get together, and that's where I'll meet them as a representative of um, of whatever organization I'm working with. And so I, I can't tell you that, that, you know, that that's always the case because, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes kids, kids aren't necessarily enrolled in school for that type of um, scenario, but for the most part, with, with with what I have in mind, like right now, with with times that generally, yeah, there there's school setting um, that the kids are coming from, and if the games have changed. You know, I think we've we've even shared, uh, Lanita, um, <laughs> about um, you know rock paper scissors, yeah. right? Where you know now it's it's not rock paper scissors anymore. It's um, what is it? It's uh uh. Shield, reload, shoot. Mm. Shield, reload, shoot. And they have this whole body movement where, you know, there's something for shield, there's something for reload, and there's something for shoot. And when they shoot, like, their their arm is literally pointed out and practiced at shooting um, their opponent who's in front of them. And this is just to determine who's going to go first in the game, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, things are getting... Things are things are changing as as they should, and things should always change and and recycle. But what I'm what I'm I I'm when I'm in the space, my my it's it's my opportunity um, to create a space, um, and I um, I just try to share share my own vibe. Um, with with their own because um, they all come from such different places and now um, <laughs> it, it's hard it, it I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll just say that they they're coming from a lot of different places they're coming from a lot of different um, mindsets sure. but generally they all have the same desire and that's really just to be acknowledged Um and to have um, have an opportunity to to have their their part in something, and so with, when 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 we're able to impart like that whole greener stem atmosphere, that's why I'm I'm really kind of kind of like one to subscribe for moving the objectives, the pressure, the classroom setting away from them and trust, allowing them to trust themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the integrity comes back in, allowing them to trust themselves. And when, when they want to come around, they always do. Yeah. Um, big time bridging here. I was, I was wondering too, because I'm just so interested in the influence of early childhood environments and media and society and how we really are seeing this translate into our children. Um, I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm, there's something inside of me that's going to start creating more and more pressure on adults to be to be aware and take more responsibility for what we're putting in front of our children and what we're giving to our children in terms of entertainment and media and um, experiences. Because I agree, things have to be have to change always, and recycling is the base. Um, at the same time, when you when you're around children who aren't in school, it's a totally different way that they interact in their imagination. And um, I really would love to see. I'm, I'm gonna. St- uh, that's good. It's just as I'm talking to you, I'm feeling this pressure. Like it's it's time to really 
be putting more pressure on adults <laughs> um, because we have to recognize that we are creating these environments and you know as as a whole. But this conversation is really amazing, Evelyn. I'm really happy that we decided to record this because what you really have done for me here is is helped create, and you're helping me create. And I didn't even recognize this in our bond before, but you're helping me create a bridge um, in between my life and lifestyle, and and with the lifestyle of just just public school children, children that go to public school, and maybe all schools, but especially public schools. Um, because we have a lot of those children in our lives and around us all the time. The majority of the children do go to school. And I want to find ways to to work together. Um, so this is this is really digging out even a lot more thoughts for me. I'm really happy we did this, Rand. Me too. Yeah, I'm grateful. I see this yeah. bridge developing, so this is great. Yeah, we're just going to keep growing. Because um, uh, we've got the Eco House uh collaboration or um that or uh i just i i, I hear uh, even i don't know i know i i listened to the podcast where um uh brother keely was talking about eco house and just the flowers and you know um actually giving the kids the uh space to have occupation yeah. and um and see a comeback for it, a return of monetary value um, comeback. Um, it's a big deal. Uh, like, yeah, it's a really big deal. It's a really big deal. Um, so just kind of taking little pieces of what is done here and what's done there, um, just seeing more opportunities uh, for greener STEM, going into greener STEAM, and um, then, you know, producing um, something that we can share with the world and the kids to um, bring, be able to bring it back to them. I'm just really excited about us um, creating more STEMs. Really, because it's like you know, you, you pointed out we're we're creating stems, we're creating branch offshoots, going in different directions, mm-hmm. but all leading to the same tree, all leading to the same trunk. Um, because we all really have a, it sounds like the same goal, just to sustain the earth, which is our overall system, which we need in order to sustain ourselves. So this is really just self love. Literally, I mean, at the most basic core, that's that's what um, you know. People kind of wonder how how one overcomes personal challenges or you know tragedy in life and crazy childhoods, and it's like, well, it's it, it really is through self love, and even for those of us who might not even be able to conceptualize what self love is because of the trauma. Um, when you recognize that your environment provides everything to you, if you start in your environment and you start loving your environment, you start loving those things that provide to you and just showing appreciation to the things that nourish you and feed you and the things that die to produce more things that nourish you and feed you, um, you develop true self-love. And it's it's really why I call plants our guidance counselors, right? Because... I mean, what what more guidance could you really... I mean, that's pretty much the type of guidance we need is to be able to come back in tune with ourselves as one um, and actually act in self-love. I think a lot of our new age... I don't even like that word, but I'm just throwing it out there because people know what it means in a general sense. But this, this newer idea of self-love, I even remember a few years ago it going back to like, well, I have to love myself so I can't really like mess with nobody else right now because I just have to focus on me, me, me. And it's like, well, that's... That's the exact opposite of what self-love is. Well, I shouldn't say that. Everyone has their own definition. But for me, that's the exact opposite of what self-love is. For me, self-love is the actual focusing on all the things that allow me to be here. And so then I'm focusing on myself by nourishing the things that actually keep me here. Because I don't exist as a single entity. It's it's just an impossibility. Um, so that's beautiful that's beautiful and so if i can just kind of like build on that like (laughs) what allows you to be here and so a lot of people might even take that and be like well you know uh but i gotta take care of myself first and i get that part too but um 
it's not even just what allows you to be here. It's what sustains you Mm -hmm. um, in terms of being happy. Mm. Um, Because um, I think a lot of us kind of have attachments to things thinking that they are allowing us to be here simply because they're in our lives, right? So, like, there are there are, there are other people. There are people in our lives, and, you know, you kind of go through this, should I serve them or should I serve me? And, you know, um, the outside or the inside. And um, when I think of serving those on the outside, it's those who are of service to my life because Mm -hmm. everyone in my sphere is not of service to my life. Some need to go. Mm -hmm. Some I do not entertain um, because it's not a place for them to be. And I, and I gauge that off of how I feel like how they are, um, what they are bringing to the environment. So even like, so I just want to distinguish that since we are recording like that, how that, um, it's not everybody, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's not everybody, but it's literally those who are there to sustain you, you sustain it. Um, I like to bring up that um, all plants don't grow in the same space. Yeah. It's like the rainbow. <laughs> I mean, it's really like the rainbow. You're, yes. you're yellow and maybe those purple vibrations, it's just like, I'm just not, it's just not worth the work to try to vibrate with the purple because of whatever reasons, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's just exactly that. Like we are born with intention. Um, I don't know. We could, we're getting ready to go a little deep here. We already hit an hour. Yeah. I just, yeah. I go into true. I looked at my notes. <laughs> Because I was, getting, I was getting ready to say, well, when we're looking at the astrological wheel and the Aryan energy is naturally going to be more I am's and the Piscean is going to be naturally more. So do we really want to go there? That's next time. No, that's not, not this time. Yeah. Suns, um, yeah, stars is our conversation for next time. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you caught us. Thank you. <laughs> but greener stems is dope. Um, I feel like, yeah, this, this eco house. Oh, so that's what I wanted to just notate. Um, it's, it is beautiful. We're taking things from this because so that, that whole flower project with the eco house, we're going to transform that in the desert and we're going to, we're going to be putting out herbalists. So what I've decided is that I love that. I love the for-profit nonprofit helping these, these, um, the participants of the nonprofit find ways to create profit, but I'm not really into flower fields and, um, I want to, we're, we're going to be planting a food forest. So what our idea is to, allow the youth to actually go through a mini herbal training and um, and learn how to harvest and make plant medicine from the plants in our in our food forest. So it's like that's why these conversations are so valuable and why I'm so thankful for the podcast and that I have amazing beings in my life willing to share their work. Um, because now this is a second conversation to add on to that. And now we're going to have many people in our sphere, both in your eyes, our spheres that we share that listen to these and we'll have more ideas inspired for them in their location. So to just put this out one more time to my, to my conversations with friends, family, to anybody who listens to this, um, Helen and I haven't even met in person yet. <laughs> we we've only been on the phone and through technology have we connected, um, it's such a unique time that we live in, Aquarian age or whatever you want to call it. It's a unique time. We've never had this level of connectivity um, in our cities before. And everything that we need to create a world we desire, we have right now. We always have had. But there's no challenges that are bigger than the solutions that are available. And um, and I just really want to put, put that into everyone's heart. Like, be solutions-based. Look for the opportunities for healing obviously yourself primarily, but reach out, man. There are some amazing people in your sphere and in your network that have so much passion and love and desire to do their work. And when you connect with each other, it's, you literally just motivate and inspire each other to do it. Um, it's such, it's so priceless. So thank you so much for just being you sis. And for, um, 
just for being you and for being a part of my sphere and for us walking this path together and for coming and sharing your energy on the day's show because back to back I feel like these two back to back are just really um inspiring conversations because we can all do this and there's so many resources in your sphere so reach out and touch somebody and um and find ways that you can work together collaborations is the thing of the future Yay! It's been real. It's been so much fun, Lenita. Thank you. Conversations with friends, all the other friends out there. Um, looking forward to plugging back in next time. Yeah, for sure. We'll be back with Evelyn in March. We've got some new projects to talk about. We'll just learn more about you as well and um, and your background. And I think you'll probably be on the show a few times this year. So get used to Evelyn. Yay! Much love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, family. Um, happy Monday. Have a beautiful week. I'm going to go rest up and get ready for this week. I love y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>